now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Yeah. In case y'all didn't know, <laughs> y'all about to find out. We back. Let's get to it. You already know how we rock it. You already know what it is. Now it's time to take it to another level. Let the House Podcast reactivate it. It's about to go down, y'all. Welcome, 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 welcome. Bet the house reactivated. It's now in effect. I appreciate everybody's support. We took about two months off. It was necessary. I think in two months I've learned a lot. And it's not like, you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, two months ain't really enough time. And, yeah, for me it was. Um... I was barely in a podcasting space. You know, I'll do my guest features here and there. I'll get on my lives. I'll do it, you know. But I think I took pressure off of myself because podcasting is pressure. Podcasting is definitely pressure. And if you don't take the time to, recharge your batteries and soak up space and and get back into you it will suck you dry and i've realized that i've realized that podcasting has sucked me dry so i took a little time to recharge and get things organized and i gotta tell you for those two months i felt zero pressure to get back on the microphone it was like Come back when you're ready. Come back better. Come back stronger. Come back wiser. Now, I have a lot of new changes this season. It's going to be a lot of changes. It's going to be a lot of things that are, are different about what we're doing this season. So I basically started this episode as a refresh and a reset. Like, it's something different. It was something that was bridging towards changing anyway. So what we're doing, we're just doing us. We're not worried about, you know, negativity. We're not worried about ah, all that other stuff. We're moving past that. This is a new era. This is a new beginning. Um, I hope everybody takes the time to really enjoy the adjustments that we made because we made a lot of them same us same fun same no filter same uncaring about whose feelings we hurt when we get on this microphone and say we say we 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 still the same we're just in a different space per se you so i want everybody to sit back enjoy and we're gonna have some fun tonight Let's kick this off with conversation pieces. I have a question. My girlfriend makes $70,000 at her current job. 
She went to a job interview today. She calls me and tells me she got the job and she's going to be making $100,000 a year. The only problem is her ex from five years ago is the boss of the company. I tell her it's gonna make me uncomfortable knowing that she's gonna be around him all day, every day. I tell her if she takes the job, I'm leaving because I know I'm not gonna be able to handle it. If she loves me and wants to stay with me, she's not gonna take the job and she's gonna go somewhere else. My question is, am I doing too much? Does that make me insecure? If you were her, what would you do? All right, so listen. I can relate to this guy. There are situations where we feel intimidated by the ex. You know, and that's that's with some men. I'm not saying every man. Some men, some men are very secure with what they do and how they do it. But there are a lot of men out here who are not comfortable with how they do things with uh the ex the intimidation, they know uh, there's a good chance that something might spark up because let's be real, with exes, we never really know how deep the feelings was or how much fun was had or if that attachment is still there, if that love is still there. But for the benefit of it all, if you said she making 70 and she got hired by her ex, and now she making over 100. I think, honestly, you got to bite that bullet, my boy. Like, you got to have enough security not worrying about insecure things that occurred in the past because you should know your mate. You should know your woman. And if she came off and told you, hey, I went and took this job, it's with my ex, but we need this money. Thirty thousand more dollars. We need that. We need this. Like whatever insecure, whatever fears you have, let's work them out together. But I think you saying you're gonna leave is a little bit too much. It's too much. You should already know your place as the new king of the jungle. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't even worry about you know the past. If you are handling your business, if you are doing everything that you're supposed to do, why are you worried about the next, the last? It's not you, right? Because I feel like this, whatever your woman is going to do, she going to do. That's just science. That's just the way it is. Whatever she's going to do, she's going to do. You can beg, you can plead, you can cry, you can tell her you're leaving, you can... Do all of this stuff. Whatever she is in set to do, she's going to do. And I think that's that's where we get we get it all misconstrued that she's going to do that. She's going to leave. If she wants to mess around with that man, whether she got the job or not, she's going to do it. So I think you need to sit down, you express your fears, you express how you feel, you express what you're feeling. And then I think you sit back and you be like, all right, listen, are my fears bigger than my love for this woman? And if they are, then definitely walk away. But if it isn't, you got to stand on 10 toes, man, and, and, and really, really gravitate to your woman and let her know, I support you. I believe in you, you know, I, 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 I. I feel like you, you're you going to be okay. And I think 
you know, but if you feel like, yeah, my fears are telling me that this won't work out, that I can't deal with it, and you know you can't deal with it, you already started on step one and let her know, hey, I can't deal with this. You got to give her a choice. She has to want to, you know, you might be messing up her breakthrough. This might be her dream job. How would you know that? Some men be into their feelings and be into insecurity that they don't understand that your goals ain't the only goals that matter. This might be her dream job. You might got a good woman who don't cheat, who don't lie, who ain't thinking about her ex. You might have that, but you don't know. See, I went through that. You know what I'm saying? I went through that exact phase that he's going through. I went through that. Like, I always worried about the past. And then, you know what that did? It caused me to miss out on so much because everything that I was dwelling on had to do with her past, her ex. And you miss out on all the fun shit that you could be doing because you worried about things that are no longer in the picture. Same woman, different picture, different dude. Got to understand that when you're dealing with somebody, everybody has a past. You can't get mad at this woman and say, hey, you should quit that job because your ex there. No. You deal with it together. And if you can't, go ahead and move around, man. This ain't for you. You know, sometimes you got to look at it. A lot of relationships are not for the weak at heart. You can't be the weak at heart and expect, you know, uh, things to go peaches and cream because it don't work like that. So you got to step it up. That's just my opinion. Still being ungrateful. You see what I want. All right, so let's say in an event, I couldn't afford no wedding like that. And then. we wouldn't be getting married. So, so that's what it's about that's then. Exactly it's, it's, about. it's about the money. It's not about the money. It's about what I want. And what I want is But I thought what you wanted wedding. was me, though. I thought, well, you, I thought okay. we were doing this for our love. We can do saying? that for love. That's See, nice. I just want to live like a normal little nice little happy quiet life. But that's she nice. want to be all festive. Yes, because I'm a festive and, person. And try to keep up with the Joneses. Like the like, that's not what it's about. I don't even about. know the Joneses. I'm a festive person, and I like to have the best. And I deserve the best. And that's, that's what you said you going to give me. That's social so media that. stuff about your head. Words, that's social media stuff about your head. I'm not getting married at no point. I'm not nothing cheap right. about me, but I'm just like, saying. That's like a joke right now. We could be using Say those expenses want. for other stuff. Okay. You okay. can make more money to, for other stuff after we get my wedding that I want. So don't yeah, ask me to marry you. Don't ask me to marry you at your local house. So do you want to marry me or you want to marry my wife? I want to marry at the venue. I want to marry. At the venue that I picked out. <laughs> and that's that. Like, there's nothing else really to talk about. You can give me what I want and don't give me nothing at all. You can marry somebody else at a courthouse. I'm not taking that from you. If you want to get married at a courthouse so bad because that's important to you, you can do it with somebody else. It ain't. It, it just. Why, okay. spend, why spend all the extra money for the because same? Because that's what I want. That's just, what just I want. Have, and that's what I'm going to have. Right, so maybe further on down the line, okay. maybe maybe no, that, no. that could be. That do could it right happen, the first but... time and you don't got to do it again. Do it right the first time. You don't have to do it again. If you want to get married at a courthouse, Go do that with somebody else. Be cheat with somebody else. But if you want to be with me, you already know. I already said my and piece. This, and this is I said I my piece. I'm not going to keep talking about it because it's getting redundant at this time. I don't know. This one, this one is a little hard to really have a open and closed answer for. So, on one hand, I see what the woman is saying. 
it's her wedding. She wants the wedding that she wants. And she feels like she deserves it. She feels like, you know, dealing with her is it's a little it's a little different. You know, you either step up and give her what she wants or you move around. It's a little different. Okay. On his hand, he's saying, Hey, why do we have to do the big big wedding? It's no point in that. You know, are you marrying me or are you marrying for the wedding? I, you know what? So for those of you that have not, you know, tuned in before, I actually had a scenario in this way. And I think um, she said, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to do it again. Well, I don't know. I want to marry. I got married the way, not necessarily the ideal way that I wanted to, but at the end of the day, I can say that I got married. This woman wants all the fixings, which she may feel she deserves. I'm I'm not going to take that away from her, but it's obvious this man is, is, is telling her, like, I don't feel like, a big-ass wedding is in the cards right now. I feel like we should have a regular wedding, couple guests, you know, and all of this. And I and listen, I don't understand why people spend all this money on weddings, okay? And I'm just going to be honest. I don't understand why you spend thousands of dollars on a wedding, okay? Thousands of dollars on a wedding when you could be taking that money and spending it on something else. Uh, savings. Putting towards a house if you don't have a house. I think if you if you if you want an expensive ass wedding and you are renting, you backwards. Honestly. You gotta establish yourself first. Now I get it, you wanna have a spectacle. You wanna have all the the bells and whistles. Great. Perfect. But if you renting, I think I think your priorities are backwards. Like for me, um, I had no issue with a courthouse wedding. The reason being because I always felt like, yeah, we can we can we doing this for our love. We ain't doing this for, you know, the glitz and the glamour. We we doing this for our love, you know, and plus, you know, when I got married, it was in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, I felt like, we felt like, man, you got to do what you got to do. And we can come back around to the glitz and the glamour and all of that. So, yeah, I never I never understood the big weddings. It's like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You're doing it for your love. You're not doing it for everybody else's love you're doing it for your love you know you're doing it for your love and i think that's the balance of a marriage like the way she's saying it the way she's talking is closed and shut like i said what i said that's what it is and deal with it type shit and i think that's the that's the crazy part about it too like you have to you have to work with your partner you can't sit here and say, 
yeah, I'm the boss. And this is going to be how I want it to be. Otherwise, don't marry me or go be with somebody else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what it's about. It should be about coming together and figuring it out together. Like, figuring out what are we doing together. Like, how do we want our wedding to be together? This is why you have the engagement phase. So you know everything that you want everything that you're getting into, how you're going to do it, how it's going to come across, how you want it. This is the engagement phase. Like, these are things that you discuss together. But the way that she's talking, honestly, I'm going to be 100%. We would have never got married, Chief. I ain't even going to lie to you. Because how you start your wedding is usually how it's going to end. So if she's coming through the door, give me what I want or Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. You went for a long ride. You went for a long fucking ride. So I would say just based off that conversation alone, she has no compromising skills. She doesn't. And if it was me, I'd have, I'd have checked that through the door like, yeah, this ain't going to work. It's like she calling his bluff. Well, go be with somebody else. And nine times out of ten, women do that. They call they call our bluff quite a lot. You know what I'm saying? Until you actually do what, what they are saying that you can do. Then, you know what I'm saying, it's a problem now. So I know I know all about that way too well. But I'm going to tell you, like, I think that a conversation has to be had. And not for social media. Not because we can't help you. We can't help you. We are not the end all be all. We don't know the ins and outs of y'all's situation. But if you feel that woman is worth what she's asking for, then make it happen. If you feel she's not, then stick to your guns and let her know, hey, listen, I love you. I want to marry you, but this is going to put us in a hole. This is going to break us down. I don't want no parts of this. I got to let this go. Like, we can either work this out in a simpler way because paying all this money for a wedding is something that I'm not ready to do. Or, you know, we find something in the middle. We find some middle ground. We find something. And if she ain't with that, then, bruh, this is where you got to be like, yeah, this ain't worth it. Sometimes women, women, they, they don't want to hear what anyone has to say if it's not them. If it ain't their idea, they don't want it. They don't never want to be the last to the party. They got to be first, front and center, all eyes on them, cameras flashing, party stop, music stop, this my party, pay attention to me. They never want to be the last one to a party. And I feel like they say this, the marriage ain't for the men, it's really for the women. And I agree, I agree, but men got to understand it's your wedding too. It's your wedding too. We in this together. It's your wedding too. It's my wedding. It's your wedding. It's our wedding. Yeah, this is for you. I picked you. I asked you to marry me. Hell yeah. But I'm not a spectator. Like, this is my marriage too type of shit. And I think if men took a more approaching, she would she would be on her own, dog. I ain't even going to lie to you. Can you imagine going five years with that? 10 years like that, 15 years. 
Nah, we wouldn't have made it past six months. So in my mind, I'd have been like, yeah, this ain't going to work. I'm going to go ahead on and move forward and, and, and find something else because this is not going to work. And you know it ain't going to work as well as I know it ain't going to work. So you got to move differently. I'm the type, I move very differently. I'm very calculative when it comes to relationships because I've learned so much throughout my years from them. That attitude would have never been tolerated for me. Now, we can have a conversation about your likes and your dislikes, but to sit here and tell me, go be with somebody else or go get the marriage you want and marry how you want and blah, 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 that's not what I want. Hey, hey, shorty. Nah, we ain't doing that. It's not going to happen. I'm not doing it. I'm not going. I don't want it. Pick somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. Because I'm going to tell you, that would never fly with me. He better than me. I ain't hit a flex a front. He better than me. I'd have told her ass, hell no. Listen, this my wedding too. Especially if I'm paying for it. Yeah, we got to have a conversation where we're both getting exactly what we want. I'm not coming into this shit just doing whatever it is you want or how you want it and I get no say-so in it. No, how you started is how it's going to be. So choose wisely. Fellas, choose wisely. Ladies, choose wisely. Stop being so damn bossy. That woman deserves the wedding that she wants, true enough. But if it's not in your budget, if it's not in your plans, if it's not something that you want, speak up. Speak up. Don't let that woman punk you, man. Speak up. Work together. Cohesiveness. It's a fitting thing. Work together. Straight up. Uh, I'm not publicly embarrassing you, and I'm also not uh, getting anybody pregnant. Who cares who I, like, deal with? It doesn't necessarily I, matter. That's my opinion. All right. So I'm going to say this. I had the same mentality Buddy had. Man, long as I ain't embarrassing you, long as ain't nobody showing up at the doorstep talking about they pregnant, long as the doctor ain't saying, uh, you got an STD, long ass, you know, my name ain't ringing in the streets and on social media in a uh, whole ass nigga kind of way. I did feel like that. I most definitely felt like, listen, like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. But on the flip note, I also felt like um, I had a certain type. I didn't have to cheat per se i mean i did my dirt yeah but if you fit that quality of what i was looking for then it was all good and even if you knew that this was what i was into and this is how i was living my life i still felt bogus now looking back on it because um i felt like it was wrong in a sense but i felt that way yeah, I felt that way. I felt, honestly, I paid all the bills. I did my thing. I made sure you was good. You know, nails and stuff was done. Hand stuff was done. You know, bills was paid. We had a roof over our head. Oh, man, I felt like on top of the world. 
So I felt like, yeah, if you, you know, see me in a restaurant with a chick, mind your business. If you see me, you know, uh, leaving out the house to go see another woman, mind your business. If you, even if you caught me in the bed with another woman, I felt like I'm doing all of this. So mind your business. That's how I felt. I felt like that a good, a good 15 years of my life. Not a big number, not a big number, not a lot of years. You know, 15 ain't that big. I, I felt like that. I felt good 15 years of my life. That's how I felt. I ain't going to lie to you. And I don't know. Maybe it was the women that I was attracting to fit this lifestyle, or maybe it was just, you know, um, I still felt like I was a good dude. Like, I still felt like I was doing my part. I still felt like I was doing my job. You know what I'm saying? I felt that. I felt I was still doing my part. You know, you're still getting treated well. I'm still here when you need me. You know, I just do a little cheating every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, see if I still got it type shit. So I think I grew out of that mentality, though. Because they always say, oh, man, can men handle what they dish out? And the answer to that question is probably not. Okay? If I was, if what I was doing was getting done to me, oh, man, it had been, it had been uh, slow singing and flower bringing. That's how I felt. You know, in a sense, he has a point, but in a sense, he has to grow out of that dumbass mentality. That's a dumbass mentality to have. And especially if, you know, you might not be embarrassing her. You might not be, you know, bringing home an STD or anything like that. But I got to figure out, like, what if she was doing that to you? What if she told you that same mentality? How would you deal with it? See, I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. I ain't going to lie to you. I think certain dudes just have a glutton for punishment. Like, this is asking for a whole lot of troubles, a whole lot of problems in your situation. This is what it's asking for because you're basically saying, yeah, I'm not doing wrong. There's nothing wrong with this. It ain't making social media. You ain't got no diseases. You're good. And I... Listen, I told y'all, 15 years of my life, I felt like that. And I might have ruined a lot of good people with that mentality. I might have ruined myself with that mentality. Because even if you ain't embarrassing her, you still hurting her. The fact that she's feeling like she's not good enough for you to settle down with and only want to touch her, only want to be around her, only want to love her, you you still got a wandering eye. You still checking out the menu. You still ordering off the menu, even though you got your appetizer right here and now, like your full course, your main dish right here. Like, what's the need for you know ordering something else? You got everything you need right here. So I get it. Um, I don't agree with him though. I don't agree with him. So I'm gonna give him a three out of ten on the trash scale because. That's exactly what he is. That's trash. That's a trash-ass mentality. I ain't even going to lie to you. That mentality is trash as hell. But um, I think if you're not happy with your mate, 
and you guys don't have that agreement, you if that agreement is one-sided, then you got to go on, head on and get the hell on. You got to move around. You got to skedaddle because, you know, you will turn that woman into a serial killer with that mentality. Or she going to play an eye for an eye. And trust me, playing an eye for an eye is never a, a, a good game to play. Believe me, I know. I know all about it. So, yeah, got to do better. You know, you got to do better with um, that, those mentalities that we have as men. We, we have to do a lot better. That was the end of conversation pieces. So this next segment is going to be my music topic choice of the week. I'm going to give you something that you should definitely check out, and then I want you to come back and tell me what you thought about it. So the music choice for this week is Diddy's Love Album. I got to tell you, I walked in with no expectations for this album because I felt like this is going to be the normal Diddy album. Like, this is going to be the normal album that he puts out. And I got to tell you, the album surprised the hell out of me. The Love album, Off the Grid, it surprised the hell out of me. All right, standout tracks on the on the album that I enjoyed. Um, he has a record on there with uh Twenty One Savage, The Weekend, and French Montana called Another One of Me. Love that record. He also has a record on there with Jaquees and Fab. And I gotta be honest, this is probably the best I've heard Jaquees sing on damn near any record I've heard outside of a Jacquees record. So, uh, yeah, those, 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 and then you got the interludes. Even the interludes are fire. Like the nasty interlude, oh, that's a hit. That's a hit right there. So, yeah, he got he got some shit on there. He got a lot of features. Uh, the one thing about this album that I enjoy is he doesn't rap a lot. He doesn't rap a lot on these tracks. So I think he stood back and he, you know, he let these guys shine. So I would definitely recommend uh, you check out the Love album, Off the Grid, by the one and only Diddy, who who is now giving out everybody their publishing checks, even though a lot of them artists publishing checks is like $50. But uh, shout out to him, you know. I wonder if Birdman would take take the cue and 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 follow suit and do the same thing. Probably not. Probably not. Right. All right. Movie, TV show of the week. Same as the music topic of the week. I'm gonna give you a TV show to check out, and then you know I want you to check it out. First of all, listen. There was a lot of tough choices for this. Like there was a lot of lot of contenders for this, but um. I'm gonna tell you guys to go check out the Continental. It's like a uh, a prequel to John Wick. You know, it's about Winston before he became Winston. You know, the guy that runs the hotel. It's about him coming up in the game and how he became the man to lead this hotel. Because we always wonder, like, this dude corny as hell. Like, who gave him? the right to, you know, be the rules, to be all, know all of these rules for the hotel. So I got to tell you, the the first two episodes, 
they kind of they kind of got, got me entertained. The first episode started off super slow, but it picked up. You know, you found out, you know, this man had a brother, and he had a brother, and he was trying to, you know, they were separate their whole lives. And, you know, his brother got in some trouble, and the people that he got in trouble with told him, hey, find your brother or we going to take you. You know what I'm saying? So he went on a trail to find his brother, and I got to tell you, his brother his brother had a girl on his side that was like a rider, like, she wasn't for none. She wasn't for none. She didn't trust nobody. And I don't know. But a lot of action. If you like John Wick, you like you're gonna like the show. It's only three episodes and it's a limited series. But the first two episodes are out now. So by the time that you hear this, the first two are already out. Uh dope show. I recommend you definitely go check it out. Movie of the week with that. Uh I had a chance to go see Saw X. Um Big Saw fan. This Saw, you couldn't help but feel sorry for John Kramer. I ain't going to tell y'all the movie, but you couldn't help but feel sorry for him, man. They played him. They played him, and and now you start to understand why he became the way that he became because them people played in his face. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely, I would definitely tell people go check out Saw X. I don't glorify dumb shit. And, you know, it's funny that we're talking on the topic about cheating. So I got to be completely honest. There was a time in my life that I was very, very wild. Like I was wild, dog. I was was fucking everything female-wise left and right. I ain't give a fuck. I ain't really care. You know what I'm saying? If I had somebody at home... I didn't care. If I didn't have somebody at home, I didn't care. It was times where I was calling chicks. One left, next one was already being planned to come in. I was wild. I was wild, dog. I ain't even going to lie to you. I was super wild. And I think I think I learned my lesson about being wild when, you know, somebody got wild with me. There was times that, you know, you think you feel like, yeah, I'm going to get away with this. And I'm going to do this. And it's going to work out like this. And I'm going to move like this. And I ain't even going to lie to you. I was real reckless with it. Um, I think God was touching my soul. And he saved my life when he gave me kids. Because believe me, I was, I was wilding and I had no, no regard of it. Like, I knew I was wilding, but but I wasn't going to let you know that I know that I was wilding. Um, so check it. I had a situation, and it's, and it's actually quite funny in a sense. Now I can laugh and look back at it. That was a homie of mine's, right? And he my dog. Still to this day, he my dog. Love him to death. But... I think, so I was dealing with this chick, and uh, me and her, like, we was dealing with each other. And it was it, it, it was beautiful. Like, everything was cool. She was a cool person to a sense. At that time, she was cool. And my homie would be around me, and he would see, like, everything that I was doing. 
he used to always be like, yo, yo, she bad, dog. Why you, why you, why you doing her? Why you stepping out on her, man? What's, what's, what's going on? What's the problem? And I used to tell him like, dog, she cool. I just don't see myself settling down with her. You know what I'm saying? I don't see myself settling down with her. Like, we literally, this was literally before I had kids. So I was still in my prime. And he used to be like, yo, somebody going to snatch her up, dog. You taking advantage of her. Somebody going to snatch her up. And I was like, man, all right. It is what it is. If if she know better and they know better, they, they wouldn't even try. They wouldn't even attempt it. Like, we ain't doing that. I was on some... I was on some, I ain't want you, but I wasn't going to let nobody else have you type of shit. And so he kept telling me, like, yo, somebody going to see the value in her dog, and and I'm telling you, it's it's going to be too late. He used to always tell me this. Me and Shorty was into it. Like, we was into it heavy. Like, that was, she was a good person. Down for whatever, you know. And uh, for whatever reason, we we stopped. We fell out. We stopped connecting. We fell out. We were done. She wasn't feeling me. I wasn't feeling her. We was just fucking around. It wasn't even about a relationship anymore. So you know how when women, when they stop, like, they stop feeling you. They stop wanting you to come over to fuck. They stop wanting to hang out. They stop really answering your calls. Shit like that. Like, you know something up. Us as men, we know it's another man lurking around somewhere in the vicinity. And uh, I started to pick up on the intuition, like, yeah, it's somebody else. It's definitely somebody else lurking around. And come to find out, so so this way I should have put two and two together, but I didn't. My homie, he came and told me, he like, hey, you talk to us still? Was you, you know? And I told his ass, I'm like, nah. Now, I don't talk to her like that no more. She don't be fucking with me. And he was like, man, you remember when I was telling you that somebody going to see the value in her and it's going to be too late? Because I would reach out to her and I would call her on the constant and she would never answer. And he was like, so you remember I was telling you, like, you know, somebody going to appreciate that, you know, and you my dog. So I don't ever want you to think that I do something behind your back, but the reason why she ain't been answering your calls and, and texting you back and letting you come over and fuck and all this and all that because she got somebody that done stepped up, dog. Like, who off the bam? I kind of figured it out. But what I didn't figure out was, you know what I'm saying, because at first I was, I was angry. I was like, damn, who the fuck is it? What the fuck happened? You know what I'm saying? Come to find out it was his ass. And... He he had the decency to tell me, and then he got on some <laughs> he got on some other shit with it too. Like so, like so, like yeah. So I'm gonna need you not to call her. I'm gonna need you not to text her. And then you know, um, every time I would call, dog, he'll be with her, and you'll hear her in the background. How much fun they having? Shit like that. So a nigga got jealous. I ain't gonna even lie to you. And uh nigga got jealous. Because I felt like I ain't tripping over no chick. Don't get me wrong. Back in them days, 
This is my dog. Pussy come, pussy goes. I'm not really tripping, but it just pissed me off that you you swiped this from under my nose. And, you know, it made me wonder, like, damn, how long they been feeling each other? How long this shit been going on? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, me and him fell out. My jealousy got the best of me. Me and him, we fell out. Like, you got to understand, like, this was my dog. Like, we were we were super tight. We fell out. And we fell out over a chick at that. And you know me. If you know me, you know I hold grudges. I don't, I don't, you know, forgive so easily, especially if it's somebody that I'm around every day. Oh, I hated this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I hated this nigga. Like, if this nigga... If this nigga had a got popped, I wouldn't even care type shit. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how hurt I was by all the bullshit. I know it's fucked up to say, yeah, somebody your dog, but this how you felt. And so, um, yeah, me and him, we fell out. We fell out. And it was and it was hectic. Like me and this nigga would not speak. We went from speaking every damn day, crashing at my house type shit to Man, fuck this dude. I don't care if this dude live or die. Fuck this dude. Like, we're done. We're cool. And I couldn't be mad at him, though. You know, I couldn't be mad at him. Because the role that he played to get her, the caring, uh, seeing your value type of guy he played to get her, uh, she went out and cheated on him, too. <laughs> So he played he played Captain Saberho and she went out and cheated on him too. So um at the end of the day, you know, we laughed, we we caught up with each other and we had a big laugh about the shit and we moved on about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's that's my dog, you know, and I hate that we wasted time arguing over a chick or beefing over chicks over women that, you know, it was unnecessary. So, yeah, it was unnecessary. I I'll be the first to admit it. It was unnecessary. It was like like a lot of a lot of things that I've done in regards to friends and associates and shit. It be over stupid shit. It don't even be legitimate shit. I mean, Shorty 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 was nice, but she wasn't worth the friendship because neither one of us ended up having her fully in the first place. I cheated on her. She got with my homie, and he she cheated on him. So we both lost out. You know, we both lost out in that situation, and it sucked. It sucked because, you know, you think about time wasted, and it's like, yo, I can't get this time back, you know. And you have to. You have to. You have to learn how to how to get it get it back, and you have to, you know, keep pushing. Um, I think, I think the moral of that story is you got to love your relationships. You got to love who you're dealing with. You got to love what you have and appreciate it till it ain't. Because once it ain't, somebody else going to snatch it up. And Lord knows you definitely don't want that to be snatched up. I'm just saying. All right, 
It's our podcast brand of the week. Uh, this week, we solidifying and saluting to all the dope podcasters out there that, you know, everyone, we feel that everyone should be tapped into. Um, this week, this week, I think it's none other than what we're doing. Um, I want to say, if you have not, if you have not checked out Comfortably Toxic, I think that's the podcast everybody need to be in tune with. All right, shout out to uh, Angel and Garza. Salute to them. And, you know, I think, honestly, um, a lot of this season is going to be sort of like something like what they're doing. A couple sitting down, having unfiltered conversations, expressing their thoughts about their marriage and things that they went through and how they have built them stronger and things like, oh, man, you got to love it. You got to love it. You got to love it. So, yes, I would definitely say if you have not gotten in tune with Comfortably Toxic, I think you need to go ahead on and get in tune with them. And you can find them on all platforms, all platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google. Amazon Music, YouTube. You can find them on all of it. I'm going to post links in the description once this show is over with. Um, definitely support them. Big supporters. Uh, I know I get a lot of tips and things from them. So shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. All right. Self-care topic of the week is I really want everybody, listen, hygiene is important. Okay. Let's let's just keep it a buck. Hygiene is important. You cannot expect to be in any man or woman face and your hygiene is not on point. Even if you are married, your hygiene still has to be on point. Even if you are in a relationship, your hygiene still has to be on point. Like, like one thing about me, I cannot walk out the house without some smell goods on. Like, fellas, I can't express this enough. Deodorant, smell goods. It's more attractive than money sometimes. Sometimes a woman don't even know have to know that you have money. Oh, this dude smell good. Oh, he might have a chance. Pay attention. Make sure your game is right before you walking out that house, man. And 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 be be cautious. Be cautious because. What's good on the outside might not always be good on the inside. Get regular STD checks and make sure, you know, you're, you're, you're safe sexing it up. That's words from your big homie, Big Smash, man. Take it from me. I know. I know. All right, y'all. <laughs> um, I had a ball in the comeback, and I think uh, my final thoughts for this week Um. In a land full of lollipops, be a sucker. No, no, no. I'll bullshit aside. Um, you got to come in with your own mind frame. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to, you know, relax and get back and come back structured and, you know, feel if something isn't right, it's okay to hit the reset button and start over again. I think what I've learned in my 
300 and something episodes of is your audience matters. Sometimes you do your audience a disservice when you are not giving them the best content you can possibly give them. I really hope I aim to strive to please my audience this year or please any listener that hears our show this year. You know, um, shout out to everybody that keeps supporting Bed the House. We haven't put out an episode in two months, and we've had some pretty decent download numbers in that time. Like the last episode we put out is doing very decently on the the downloads. So shout out to everybody that, you know, uh, that listens, man. Like, I don't take that for granted. I really don't. I don't care if you listen to 30 seconds or if you listen to the whole episode. Shout out to the ones that take the time to listen to us. I promise you um, the content that we're going to be giving is going to be way different. Like we're having way more fun this season. It's going to be different. Um, I broke it down into three phases on how we're doing it. And, you know, it's all going to line up in according to what we're doing, man. So I appreciate it. You know, um, I get a lot of inboxes uh, when you coming back. What's up with the new season? What we doing? How we doing? I mean, I'm I, again, I have a plan. And y'all are going to love it. So I appreciate everybody for stopping through, checking us out. And, uh, man, cheers to the next to this season man like this season is going to be it's gonna be a hell of a ride shout out to everybody that's doing their thing all the podcasters worldwide everybody that's standing up everybody that's uh creating good music dope music um we got a lot of things popping off this season y'all gonna love it y'all already know what it is i'm out